Hello and you are welcome to episode 36, Dada Dara Doability. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are you? I'm doing okay. Dan, we've quite a bit to get through today. Yeah. Uh, we've actually had a bit, uh, what two week break? Two week break. Yeah, we took our we took our own little mental health break last week and said, yeah, mental health week. Let's take a break. Yeah, why not? Definitely. Yeah, too much going on anyway. Very busy here in college. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I am anyway. I can only assume you are because every time you turn around, there seems to be something else. You're kind of going, oh, that as well. Yeah. You know, and then you're listening to other people who aren't even doing part of the same things that you're doing. You're kind of you're getting you're feeling their stress. You know about photography. I don't do photography, but still, I'm kind of going. Oh, I've what have I missed? Yeah, so we don't need that. So yeah, I, as you mentioned, there is a, a lot to get through, um, and we should get right through it. Yeah, no, I like I like this first one, Dan. Uh, I think this one's quite good. <clears throat> so this is um, an article that was in Unilad, and it's about the. Peanut Butter Falcon movie. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard about this until you said it to me, actually. Right, okay. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, Peanut Butter Falcon uh, is stars Shia LaBeouf and um, Zach Gottsagen, who has uh, Down Syndrome. It's about a character called Zach, funnily enough, who... Uh, runs away from his care home um, to try and achieve his dream of uh, becoming a professional wrestler and then he meets this guy called Tyler uh, played by Shia LaBeouf and they kind of go on adventures together that's as much as we'll say about the plot um, oh no, let's have, come on let's have let's have plot let's kind of ruin it for everybody yeah let's, have, <laughs> let's here we go yeah spoilers <laughs> no actually no we wanted that that won't be fair uh, but you, you did have a look on Rotten Tomatoes yeah and it's it's rated 95% on that's, Rotten Tomatoes yeah that's um, got to be reasonably alright oh yeah definitely and uh, I myself will be going to see it on Sunday lovely so I'll be able to report back on that but I suppose to get to the uh, nooks and crannies of it why we're covering it is I just found it particularly interesting from but there's a couple of parts to it it's a simple fact I suppose that we have a person with Down syndrome playing a, playing a part in a movie yes yay Brilliant. absolutely absolutely deadly not being played by an able-bodied person trying to simulating. depict it yes exactly yeah. so that, that's a big bonus that's an absolute first and that's deadly but I suppose it's the other part of it really it's what's happening now with Shania, Sh- Sh- I was going to say Shania LaBeouf <laughs> Shia LaBeouf um, and Zach yeah the representation is a huge plus to begin with but I think it goes even deeper than that with the relationship they have which is uh, I think makes it even more poignant because at the time that they were filming this Shia was going through some some difficulties with you know he'd, he'd been arrested for disorderly conduct and and having a bit of a rough time I think that yeah yeah to be uh, fair and he, he was going through some no I, I think and Shia, Shia LaBeouf I think it is a bit like Marmite I think you either like him or you don't anyway in the first place yeah I, you think he is that kind of character I think he's yeah um, having said that I'm kind of on the fence about him really I liked him in Transformers yeah I likewise, thought I did, I likewise, thought I, I yeah. did an okay job in that, like, but I'm not really terribly familiar with his other movies. 
Yeah, no, me neither, to be honest. I, I do know that he did, uh, he was in a music video for Sia. But yeah, I, I just find it particularly interesting because the day after his arrest, he was back on the set of this film and they were on a boat just discussing the past of these two different characters. Zach put his hand on uh, Shia's shoulder and just kind of said, listen, you know, we got this kind of thing in in terms of the film. But I think it, it kind of, it struck a chord with him because I think he, he, he says down here that he, when he heard Zach say that he was disappointed in him, um, that's going to do it you know it was kind of one of those things I mean he he mentioned it in an interview with, with uh, Channel 4 that is included in this article as a video um, that that kind of w- was a trigger for him to be like okay you know Zach is in a position that he can't as he phrases it he can't not shoot straight so he can't not tell the truth he can't be completely honest and that is what that's exactly what he needed yeah so i just think it's absolutely brilliant in terms of you know kind of an unexpected ally yeah um and i think it comes I, I like that because I mean, you know you, you say you're sitting floating around sort of facebook and stuff like that and all these lovely little sayings and you know today's monday it's a gift and all this kind of stuff like one of my favorite ones was um if a person with autism tells you you're fat and ugly they're not being mean you are fat and ugly right you know so there yeah. is there is that sort of there's no there's not that there's no filter it's just simply this is the way it is and that's yeah that's how it is and that's how it's seen it's red it's black and white whatever yeah yeah so Good kick in the arse for Shia LaBeouf as well, I think. Absolutely, and and it seems like their their friendship is, is still going strong, which is, which is great. But yeah, which is lovely because you you you'd, you'd, have, you'd you'd hate to kind of think it's like yeah, just for the movie, and we're kind of doing all the press bits, and yeah, we're the best of buds. You know, you'd rather hope, but actually, he does take fucking heed. Yeah, and absolutely, cops, and cops himself. And on. I think it was Zach's mum. Yeah, actually said that he being um Shia hadn't hasn't taken a drink since that scene on the boat. Deadly. That's what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it it's definitely had as you said, taken heed. It's definitely had an impact on him, which is which is brilliant. Mm. So his quote here is to hear that got that Zach uh <coughs> said that he was disappointed in me probably changed the course of my life. Zach can't not shoot straight and bless him for it uh, because in that moment I needed a straight shooter who I couldn't argue with. So the Peanut Butter Falcon is in cinemas from October the 18th. So you're going to have a little gander at that and come back and report. Uh, yeah. Uh, if it's any, if it's of any use. Yeah, no, definitely. And the movie element of it for me will be very uh, useful from a thesis point of view as well. Yeah, absolutely. There so. we go. Yeah, it's all connected, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Got to get as much as it over all these things as we can. So then from from a pretty uplifting one then to one that you know, headline here that doesn't exactly um 
ring true at all. Wheelchair users, user wets himself at bus stop after three drivers refuse to let him on. Yeah. Um, That's shit. Uh, it certainly is. That is a very um, apt description for it. Yeah. And that that's being kind. I read this and I was both emotional and fuming at the same time because it's just... This is a story um, in on Yahoo News. Yeah. Um, from Jimmy Instabuga. I think that's a, yeah, that's pretty close actually. Don't. Um, about a, a guy called Ryan McDade who is twenty years old, um, and it details how he was humiliated after being forced to wet himself, um, because. The three drivers wouldn't let him on. And this is after <clears throat> he even says at one point that he came with one of the drivers stopped and opened the door, but when they saw him, they refused to let him on. Even though there was space on the bus. Yeah, they're saying here Stagecoach, uh, it, it's obviously an English story, Stagecoast East, East Midlands apologised for the behaviour of, of its drivers and said it did not condone their misconduct after viewing the CCTV. Yeah, I don't know, Tom, we, we've often talked about public transport here in, 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 in Ireland and stuff like that, and yeah. buses in particular, I mean, the, the Lewis is one thing and the Dark is something else. Um, chances of getting on them at peak times, it's probably going to be hard anyway, getting a wheelchair on board. But buses, you really are limited in space anyway. Yeah. And then we have a lot of people kind of crammed into the wheelchair space. Or the proverbial woman with the buggy uh, who won't fold it up. Won't fold it up, can't fold it up, whatever sort of type thing. You really are screwed. Yeah. You know, you have no you have no choices at all, really. You know, when it comes to getting into town, if that's what you decide. Absolutely. You know, and you have to feel you have to feel sorry for him. You really do. It's just yeah. It it's just like I my experience of the UK. Now I've only had very limited experience of it. But when I was over there in uh twenty ten, in particular, I know I was over there for Wimbledon last year, but twenty ten in particular, um. I went over to see an Arsenal match and we got on a bullet train at, I think, Liverpool Victoria Station. And the ramp was there and they actually radioed ahead to where we were getting off to be like, okay, there's a wheelchair passenger. Which carriage he's in, come and get him. Yeah, have it ready. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know? So my, my overall experience in the UK is it would be better than here than here yeah um but this kind of puts that into into questioning yeah um and it's just like getting into a situation where you're not letting a wheelchair on a bus is bad enough i mean it's unacceptable right yeah getting to a point where that person at 20 years old doesn't even actually know what I'll take that out entirely it doesn't even matter why he's there mm. yeah the age is irrelevant really yeah it? to get to a point where you're wetting your, like that's mm. just 
would it be too far to say it's inhumane or mm. am I well no I, yeah, it probably is but then yeah no that is actually but you know it's it, it's the bit at the end I love it kind of goes back to the whole sort of patting the guy and uh, in the wheelchair on the head sort of thing yeah the patronage and yeah he apologised yeah. to his mother yeah they didn't apologise to him yeah absolutely I mean it's just you're acknowledging it but you're not you're really not mm-hmm. you're actually making it worse yeah you know, and they think, oh, they can, like, put out a generic statement and say, oh, we've dealt with this, we're dealing. You haven't. That's what, yeah. I, and that's the annoying it because, as you said, we've dealt with transport issues numerous times. And they're, they're a constant problem, Dan. And it's like you you still get as much as we talk about it, you still get the generic response. Yeah. And it's like that's what I don't understand is that there be times when you're talking directly to people and they still come back with the generic response. They tell you, "Oh, we're gonna fix on, we're gonna fix this," and you know they write it down or they make a concerted effort to say this will be done now or yeah. I mean, within, within a certain frame time. You can look at the lift situation. Time frame, yeah. Still. Yeah. It, it just gets me so aggravated sometimes. Yeah. Um, and rightly so. No yeah. question about it. Yeah, so Dan, just, I like this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> kind of timely as well. Is there not another um, Terminator movie coming out? Yes. I think there is. So this, yeah. this could actually be yeah. a very timely one. Terminally ill scientist undergoes final surgery to become world's first full cyborg. And uh, just for any of our listeners who this is act- an actual... This is a thing. This is actually happening. Yep. Um... And I think it it caught my attention, I suppose, because um, I like to think of myself as Titanium Man because I've got, you know, two bits of titanium in me. This is, this is ramping this up to 100. Yeah. Uh, so this is about a terminally ill scientist, as you said. His name is Peter Scott Morgan. And he was diagnosed with uh, motor neuron disease. And basically what he wants to do is, as it says in the tin, transform himself into a cyborg. Lovely. He wants to become Peter 2.0. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely that, love it. Then. That's his phrasing. And I just, it, yeah. it's just the perfect so appropriate. way of, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be, he's going to be working with the same uh, people who've worked with uh, Stephen Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in very good hands. He would be actually. Yeah. Did, did a pretty good job on him. DXC Innovation. You know, he's got ten days time. Then he's going to be totally wired up. And there's actually a follow up to this because it will be um, his kind of journey uh, to this point uh, will be documented um, in a documentary on Channel Four next year. Um, that'll so, be good. So that is definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into. 
Yeah. Um, and we would recommend that you, you do as well. But, you know, there's got to be a huge amount of sort of advances that can be had out of this. I mean, you know, it takes courageous people to go off and do, Yeah. you know, okay, sorry, don't mean to say terminally ill anyway is going to die, but it's still a sort of a courageous thing to do to allow this to happen. Yeah. You know, so things will be learned. You know, these things can be put into practice uh, more than likely, hopefully, you know, and then it'll benefit other people down along the line uh, in God knows how many ways. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I'm just kind of thinking about, like, the conversations they must have had. Yep. Before, you know, kind of going into this process to begin with, it's been like going going to your your parents or your closest friends and being like, I want to transform myself. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of ethical things involved in it as well. I mean, you can't just, you know, I, I presume, you know, it's not like Dolly the Sheep or something like that or, you know, going over to Switzerland to have your life terminated prematurely. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are somewhere in the middle of all of this um, ethical things where people will kind of go, well, I'm not so sure we need cyborgs running around the place. But do we not have that anyway? It's not every in, implant. I in mean, some sense, yeah. You're partly a cyborg. You know, partly. Partly. Yeah. Are, are people with, you know, people who've lost limbs and stuff like that and have arms attached. And we say even here in the college, you do the 3D printing of limbs. Yeah. You know, hands and stuff like that for people. You know, it's our, our, we, yeah. Actually, maybe, maybe we just have cyborgs all around us anyway. Maybe it makes no difference. I, sp- I suppose this is just the first one that kind of got like it's blatantly yeah it's definitely it, you know, it is out, absolutely out there yeah out in the open um and for me i i just have the utmost respect for him um because he's not letting the md win Do you know he's taking control of it yeah um and it even goes to the procedure of it, I mean, he, he's he got this technology that that memorizes all his 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 phrasing and things like that. It's it's just incredible. Yeah. I love his little, his little quote here as well. Uh, this is my last post as Peter. Uh, tomorrow, I trade my voice for potentially decades of life as we complete the final medical procedure uh, for my transfer- transformation to full cyborg. The month I was this month, or the month I was told, uh, statistically, I would be dead. Uh, I'm not dying. I'm transforming. Oh, how I love science! Brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it I is. love it. No, I think uh, yeah, it would be lovely to see good stuff coming out of this as well. Yeah, and as you said, I think there is loads of potential for it. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Yeah. So science we, is deadly. It certainly is. It certainly is. Um. So we wish them all the best. Yeah. No, definitely we do. Um and welcome to the world of Peter Two Point Yeah, yeah. So the absolute best to uh, Scott Morgan. Uh, yeah, and hopefully he'll uh, he'll come over to the other side. Um, yeah, as a cyborg, and we'll all be able to wonder at science. This week, Dan, you took a little trip out to uh, TU Dublin Blanchardstown. I did. Uh, there was a conference on out there. I didn't get to go, unfortunately. Um, tell us. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good, really informative. I was kind of initially a little bit 
hesitant. Sorry, just it. Yeah, the conference was uh, around uh, the arts. And yes. Sorry. sorry yeah. yeah. So it was a creative digital media conference. Yeah, specifically for the likes of you and I. Yeah. As creative digital media students. Yeah, absolutely. So it it run over uh, two days. So there was one, uh, the first day was kind of workshops and things like that. And then we were um, invited for the second day, which was um, speakers. Yeah. They had speakers in. So the morning had graphic designers in and, and things like that. So they had a panel of graphic designers talking about their um. I suppose talking about the journey yeah. to where they are now and how they got there and the challenges they faced or, you know. There's a great relevance, I suppose, to what, you know, what you went out to have a look at because we're here halfway through, uh, you know, our final year and, you know, this time next year we're going to be out there in the world yeah. working. Hopefully I'll go mild. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think that, as you said, it was particularly relevant. And something I noticed about it was that there, there's been some of these events that you go to and they're brilliant, but some of it does, it feels a little bit out of reach. So it doesn't feel very accessible. Yeah, very highbrow sort of stuff. Yeah, well, not necessarily highbrow, but just, you know, people who are very very high up right okay or you know things like that you know yeah, yeah. it's not exactly um but with this it was incredibly accessible um and it it was done in such a way that it was made you were made as though feel you could you could get there you know and that could be you kind of thing and it was the theme of it was kind of all about collaboration so if it's a graphic designer working with their client and seeing what they want to achieve and kind of bringing that to fruition and then you had directors and um, so they had Ken Waldrop who is a film director in and he was talking about the collaboration process in terms of working with the production team so working with your producer working with your um, editors working with your camera people working you know all that kind of thing so and yeah I mean it was like I said it was it was made out that it was very achievable and you know the, there's been certain times where I've come out with things like that and you'd be a little bit scared yeah Um. And that's actually something that I did uh, ask to one of the graphic designers in the morning who was uh, Aoife Dooley. Um, and she's got a, a kind of graphic series with RT Player at the minute. I think it's called You're One Nikita, okay. as far as I remember. Um, yeah, so she, she designs all the graphics and stuff. And... Um, it's just brilliant to be able to see and it, it's something as I mentioned before about it being achievable you know if, you, if you're if you that way inclined and that's something that you're into yeah. 
is something that you could easily do. And I suppose even more from my kind of perspective is that she is um autistic. Okay. So and I kind of uh, I asked her uh well I asked her dur- during the kind of Q&A about the whole thing about being worried about uh she looked like uh, the fact that I would self-censor myself in that I'm worried is an idea good enough before I even let it out yeah you know and one thing that she said to me was that it you know the fact that you worry is a good thing because you care um and I think like it's weird because I have heard that so many times from whether it be from you whether it be from other people or whether it be from lecturers and there's just something about it like hearing it from somebody who I hear it from a complete stranger it's fine that, that, that's, that's okay that's fine yeah that's not a problem no I understand what you're saying it, it is it's almost a, to some degree it's a bit of a validation or whatever of, of all the things that you already know yeah because um, I as you know I doubt myself all the yeah, time yeah of course you do you know um, so that 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 was really cool to hear and um and then again i suppose from the point of view of ken waldrop um the film director that was great for me to be able to um and this was kind of after the talk because i just didn't get a chance to ask him but i'm not sure i might i might have mentioned it before on the podcast about I am um, wanting to to pitch an idea mm. uh, next semester for a film and I just asked him about a lot of the time with me I can see an idea in my head and I can see exactly how I want it to be done but I don't know how to translate that to the people that have to help me make it doing that kind of way and that could be whether it be film whether it be essays whether yeah. it be you know is anything yeah and I suppose when he, when he was talking about film he just said well if you can think of like an example in terms of like an actual example that's already there All right, or a, like a, a particular look or a shape or a yeah a movement yeah absolutely or no, but they've done this in Blade Runner or they've done this in yeah Absolutely, right. okay. absolutely. And then, like, if you can think of, like, something like um, even a picture. Okay, yeah. That, say you want, uh, even a picture that you want the set to look like, for example. Um, and that, for me, was huge. Yeah. In terms of just being able to kind of, like, have a target when I'm breaking them down. Because as I said, yeah, I see everything in my head and I get frustrated sometimes when I can't translate it exactly how I want it um, into, into fruition. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's it's a skill, Dan. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I can tell you it is hard to stand up in front of everybody and uh, 
pitcher idea. I've done I've done it. This we said this semester, and I, I pitched two or three ideas, um, and I got murdered pretty much. Uh, but I'll come up with a good product at the end of it. You know, there was lots of feedback yeah. there in the room. Um, most of it was positive, and and you you're either going to work it out or you're not going to work it out. It's, yeah, and, you know, it's pretty much as simple as that. And I, I w- you were saying earlier on about um, you just being given the green green light for when you yeah, pretty much for the script anyway. Um, yeah, just a couple of the little things to change towards the end and just to make the end of and, and the end of it better. But you know, that's you know that that that's going to be minor. Um, I you know what I think we'll wrap it up Dan for this week where can people find us you can find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube uh, you can find us on Go Loud yep we are hosted on uh, SoundCloud uh, Spotify pretty much anywhere you get your, your podcast you should find us absolutely yeah you can also send us an email at Dan and Dara Doability at the moment. This has been episode 36 of Dan and Dara Doability. I've been Dara McNicholas. And I've been Dan Airy. I'm going to talk to you very soon.